Welcome to another VO Radio show. My name's Andrew Peters. And I'm Robbo. G'day, Robbo. Mm. How are you going? He says with a cup mouthful of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had one in my in my hand right now, but I haven't. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, no, this week I wanted to talk about um, a lot of the newer people in the industry, the younger people mm. who are coming into the industry and how things have changed, uh, particularly if, say, for instance, you're a creative. Yep. And I know you read an article on LinkedIn and it was an older uh, mm. creative guy who had been made redundant three yeah. times and all I that think he was a little jaded. He was he was making a few points and I could see where he's going, but he got a bit pointed and a bit personal, which I and and a, and very general, which I think is very unfair. Yeah. What he was trying to get at was saying that a lot of the young creatives are not as creative as the older guys because they haven't got that experience. Is yeah, that I mean that's going? sort of where he was going. He was sort of saying, you know, that you know, the, the, uh, as an industry, as in any industry, really, we're, we're sort of hiring younger and younger and, and giving responsibility to people younger and younger because we don't have to pay as much. Um, there's not that expectation that someone who's seven or eight years in the industry is going to be earning the same amount of money as someone who's been in the industry 25, 26 years. Um, yeah. And he made the point that, you know, without the experience, these people weren't as creative. Now, I, I don't subscribe to that. There are some very creative people that I work with who have only been in, this, in the industry a short amount of time. Mm. Um, I think the point that I took from his interview, though, or in reading between the lines was it's interesting to look at it from the perspective of do they have the confidence that someone's been in the industry for 25, 26 years will have? Because they have a wealth of knowledge and a treasure chest full of, of experience. And you can see this when you work with people who have been in the industry for a while. You know, they, they walk in the room, they know what they want to listen to, they know what they want to hear, they know what they want to talk about. Whereas, whereas people who are maybe five, six, seven years in the industry or even less than that, they're more asking questions. They're more saying, should we do this? Should I do that? What about this? What about that? It doesn't mean that they're any less creative. Please don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. But they're they're not as confident about what they're doing as someone who's been doing it for a long time is. And that's only natural. Yeah, well, the same with us. I mean, mm. we were exactly the same when we kicked off in our, you know, our, our respective industries. Mm. And, uh, you know, even after 20 years in radio and then getting into voiceover, I can still remember making some absolute fundamental clangers, mm. uh, which just showed that how inexperienced I was at being a voiceover talent. Um, I should have known better working in radio for so long, but I didn't. So, But I also think there's a different thing that's happening now. And if mm. you go back to the people of, you know, your age, my age, uh, anyone mm. over kind of, I don't know, 50 plus. So you've worked in probably, you know, the 80s, mm -hmm. 90s mm. uh, in advertising. So we, if we're going to talk about That's advertising right. creatives, in those days, those guys were earning a bucket load of money yeah. and the budgets were enormous. There was yeah. no pressure yeah. about, you know, budgets at all. You just, you, you want to, you want to fly a jumbo jet under the Harbour Bridge? Sure. Now it's different where the, the a lot of these young, mm. young people mm. uh, are coming in and they can be as creative as anybody else. But the problem is they're also trying to fit to a budget and that's where it gets really difficult. And I think their, their game has changed. And so when you've got an older person saying, I'm more creative, maybe that's, maybe he feels he is. But I just think it's a different game now. And if, if that person was that young person who's working in today's industry, he would find it equally as difficult. Yeah, I think there's challenges everywhere. I mean, thinking outside the box, 
is still as important today as it was before, but as you quite rightly say, there are more constraints on how far outside the box you can really think. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's the thing, and I think that's the difficulty. And I guess to the point that I was trying to make was that whilst young creatives certainly need to be included in our industry and nurtured, uh, are we doing the right thing in just driving older creatives and more experienced creatives out purely on price point, purely on the fact that, you know, we, we, we as an agency want to save money. So we'll, we'll sort of raise our younger creatives up through the ranks more quickly and thus save money on, on an older executive. Yeah. Um, I, I personally think that's the case because I know for me as an audio engineer, if it wasn't for being mentored by guys who'd been in the industry longer um, and had much more knowledge, I would certainly don't think I would be in the position I'm in now. Yeah. Um, you know, we should look at the schools, you know, like uh, in primary schools now in mm -hmm. Australia, I'm not sure about anywhere else, but they have a buddy system. Yeah. So, if, you know, you get the your little preppies to come in and mm -hmm. they get a buddy who's one of the kids who's like, you know, year five, grade year four or something, yeah, grade five, right. six or whatever it is. Uh, we could, you know, we should be doing exactly the same thing in a workplace mm. where, you you know, mm. you have a buddy system where you have someone who's got 40 years experience under their belt mm. and they've lived through the 80s, 90s, you know, and into the 2000s. Yeah. And they've got all that wealth of knowledge that they can pass on. I mean, mm. I know guys that do that. There's, um, who's just retired now, a guy called Philip Webster. Yeah. Uh, anyone in Melbourne would know him. In fact, probably in in uh, the advertising industry would know him all across Australia and elsewhere. Mm. He would always be the first guy to say, come in and let's talk. And he would talk mm. you through stuff. Mm. Like he, I remember bumping into him in a, a, at a cinema mm. and, he, and we were talking. He said, you, you should come in because I think there's other things you can be doing with your voice that you're not doing. So come in. We'll, we'll sit down for an hour or two and we'll just record some stuff and work through some stuff. Mm. Now, who does that anymore? Who, no, who's going to no, give? Yeah. Who's going to give two hours of their time mm. to bring in someone on the off chance that they can actually do something that they think they, you know, they're not doing at the moment? Absolutely. Well, for no me, there, do it. no. And for me, there was a guy you and I were just talking about the other day, Sprocket. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's probably fifteen years in age, my senior, and obviously fifteen more years experience than me. My uh, my second gig uh, at a radio network here in Australia, he was my boss, and. Uh, you know, things that he taught me, I still use today and, and I still pass on. And, and when I talk to younger audio engineers coming through the rank, you pass it on to them and they go, oh, what a great idea. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's this proliferation of, of ideas and ways of working and thought processes, everything involved that just gets lost if, if you purely on a monetary basis go, well, we're going to hire young because we can save some, save some money on salary. Yeah. I mean, if you, look at, if you look at life experience, it's like a big bag. Mm. And, mm. Uh, you know, you start off with a very small bag with a couple of bits and pieces in there. By the time you get to, you know, our age, you've got a, a bag full of ideas that you've picked up over the years. Mm. And they're, they're accumulated from everybody who's given you input of different things. Yeah. You know, like I, I've talked before about uh, things that trick your brain when you're reading a script and you get stuck on a word, you know, just mm. crossing out a letter or something and writing it above it upside down. Mm. It just tricks your brain into and reboots everything so you start getting a fresh read. Mm. It's all those things I've picked up from other people that, you know, I give to somebody else and they go, oh, wow, that's a great idea. And it works, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, to get this back to a point that sort of probably ties in with the VO radio show, I guess the question I have for you is 
as a voiceover artist, when you are in the studio and you do have some younger creatives, how do you feel about, uh, let's use the word educating, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way, but passing on ideas, passing on thoughts that come from your experience to these younger people. How do you, do you make a habit of that? Do you steer away from that because you don't want to offend them? How do you, how do you work in that in that case? Well, it's difficult because you know you know the environment, so it's just I, I'm probably the last person they would ask. So you have yeah. your you know audio engineer producer who's probably mm. the same kind of age as me anyway in a lot mm. of cases. So they're normally directing, you know, they're directing me, but they're also directing the client. Mm. Um, but if that person's not there or there's someone with less experience there and you can feel that things are just not going the way they should be going and you can also detect that that person on the other side of the glass has no idea how to get it back on track, that's kind of when you, you'll say something like, um, I've got an idea, why don't we try reading it this way? And, uh, and then you can, you can always test it out, you can suss it out by you know, the visual connection with that person. Mm. I, I see it both ways. I, I sort of see it as part of my responsibility to, ter- to pass on some of the skills that I've learned and etiquette, let's be honest, and etiquette in a studio. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to do that in a way that's in your face and, you know, look, I know more than you and I'm better than you because I certainly don't want to I, – I, well, first, firstly, you know me pretty well. That's not the way I operate. No. Um, and secondly, uh, you know, I, I would find that offensive if the situations were reversed. But, um, you know, I always come back to the classic story of, uh, of a young creative who discovered in inverted commas Kev Goldsby. Um, yes, and and, yeah, and, yeah, and for those who don't know this story, I'm sure lots of Australians will, but for our American friends, they may not. Kev Goldsby is a very famous Australian voiceover artist, older in years now, but back in the day, was the voice of movie tone news before television? You would go to the movies, and before you the movie started, you would see the movie tone news, which was really their version of nightly news. You would, you know, they'd talk about what had been going on. And Kev Goldsby was the voice of movie tone news in Australia, so everybody knew Kev's voice. Uh, about ten years ago, a young creative wrote a script that required that sort of sound for whatever it was that he was selling. And, um, and he went through the casting CDs back then. It was before the days of the internet and came across Kev's voice and went, oh, my God, I can't believe how close that sounds to the movie tone news guy. You know, let's get this guy in. And the story goes that during the session, Kev was there doing the movie tone news voice as only he can. And this, this young creative was sitting at the back of the room going, oh, look, it's not quite right. Can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? And it, it was about 15, 16 takes in when the – this, the uh, audio engineer turned off the talkback, turned around to this guy and went, look, you are aware that Kev is the man. He is Mr. Movie Tone News and turned the talkback on and this young creative went, well, actually, you know what? I think we've got enough there. We've probably got it in the can. Thanks very much. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, just that gentle ca- cajoling. Um, and, and I guess that comes back to our earlier point too is, is you know, if, if there was an older or a more senior creative involved in the mix, he would have told this poor young kid before he went to the session that, well, actually, mate, Kev is Mr. New- movie Tone News. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 even this those little things um, that sort of make it work for everybody. But um, I, I've always enjoyed that story, and and, and I sometimes wonder if an, it wondered if it was an urban myth. And I recently worked with Kev and posed him the question, but it, and it actually is a true story, apparently. So there you go. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, indeed. So, um, yeah. so yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess the point I was trying to make was that as an as an engineer, um, sort of uh, when I'm working with these younger guys, I'd like to make it part of my my mission to educate if I can without shoving it down their throat, I guess is yeah. sort of what I'm trying to say. Well, there's an old, there's an old saying, which I'm going to paraphrase. So I can't remember how the saying goes. You have to know your history before you can make decisions on the future. Nice. I like that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think it's actually quite topical considering the political climate we're living in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Yeah, well, let's not get started on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's probably a good good one to leave us with on, yeah. uh, or leave with on this show. Indeed. And uh, we've got a big one coming up soon. We've got Harlan Hogan coming back for another chat. Give us a few tips on how to use the Portal Booth Pro, which I've, as mentioned before, I'm finding uh, absolutely superb on the road. Great. Look forward to it. Excellent. Have a good one. You too. Coffee o'clock. The VO Radio Show is produced in the studios of Voodoo Sound. To polish your next audio production, check us out at voodoo-sound.com. Find professional voices simply all in one place. Realtimecasting.com, including me.